Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. This is Simon Sweetman, and this is episode 36. We're brought to you by Phantom Bill Stickers, and we have support from Lafare, who give us coffee, and Yeasty Boys, who give us their delicious beer. Um, and this was a chat with Charlotte Yates. Charlotte's a Wellington-based musician. Um, she's a, well, she's not just a musician, she's a, 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 a an artistic force I would say, she's a, a, a wrangler, a, a project manager an events coordinator and creator so there's several parts to her career and we pretty much go through them all um, there's Charlotte Yates, the solo singer-songwriter, there's Charlotte Yates the ex-member of When the Cat's Been Spayed they uh, were everywhere for a while including the face and voice of uh, a mega successful Lotto ad campaign um, and in recent years, really the last decade, just over, there's Charlotte Yates, the uh, artistic director behind a series of really wonderful projects. First there was the Baxter album and show, uh, putting the poems of James K. Baxter to music. That was followed up by Tufari, uh, the, the words of Honey Tufari, and then Ihamara, the words of Witty Ihamara. So... They were all CDs and then shows, and it's the 10th anniversary of the Tufari show, so that's coming up in December in Wellington, and a lot of the people that were on that original bill um, will be back to reprise their their role. Um, some uh, sadly no longer with us, and there's some new new cast to take their place and pay tribute to the likes of Mahina Rangitoka and, and um, Graham Brazier. Uh, so we talk about all of that, um, and we talk about her life in Wellington as as this person who's done all these things, a singer-songwriter who's constantly working on her own material in and around these projects that have um, that have kind of been um, a big part of her life. Um, there was a time in Melbourne where she was an artistic director of the Fringe Festival. Yeah, we I, and and I had uh, I think I we talk about this early on. I think Charlotte was the very first person I might have ever interviewed if not the first, one of the first. So I don't know if she remembered that, but I certainly did. And uh, it was fun to reconnect with her. We've, we've uh, bumped into each other a few times over the years, but in, in nearly 20 years, um, this was the first time we sat down and had a really, really big chat. So I was, I was thrilled to reconnect with her and to hear all of these stories and to pull some of them out from her because uh, she's achieved a lot. She's been there at the coalface doing a lot. Uh, she's worked with... A lot of great people, and here she shares some um, some pretty inspiring creative stories and some pretty pretty powerful personal memories. Um, I hope you enjoy it. This is me talking with Charlotte Yates. You were one of the probably one of the very first people I ever interviewed. Oh my god! And because um, I reckon I met you and talked to you in about 2001 or 2000. We did Deb Fish Beach come out 2000. Oh my lord! 2001. Yeah. So I sat in I sat in Lido Cafe with you and oh, interviewed you for probably I must have been for the Salient, yeah, the student <laughs> magazine. Yeah. And I I think you might have been the very first face to face interview I'd done, like the very first sit down. Oh my lord. And if you weren't, it has to be, you know, the second or third, like Oh my and God. you were also the most prominent you know, like if I had, if I think I might have interviewed someone who was in like a student band, perhaps I might have done that first. So, you were someone that had a track record and you know had had releases and had been in that, you know things I'd heard of, but also 
kind of very, very early days of internet, so research, right. very sketchy and all of that sort okay. of thing. So I remember being um, excited and intimidated, you know, and, oh, and, and nervous about it. And then I don't know that we've had an interview since or anything like that, you know, like which is quite funny. So since we've both we've been around, yeah, I think we've done a couple of quick sort of things. Maybe some comments here and there, but not much. I think, like, I've yeah. bumped into you at gigs. I've um, reviewed a couple of your albums yeah, after that, the sure. shows. Yeah, You know, sure. probably I'm more the, yeah. the the shows that you've done, which I want to get into talking to sure. you about. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that just seems quite funny to me because we've both essentially been here yeah. ever since then. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with that, but just that's, that was my connection with you was uh, so at some point I was asked to interview you and I had heard of you right. enough to to want to do it and also I was new to writing and I would have, you know would have done it anyway but I was interested in it and okay. and I remember being quite scared. <laughs> well that's great that I've you know been able to intimidate <laughs> that you're, the, the that, mighty Simon Sweetman. <laughs> that well your reputation obviously preceded you. <laughs> oh dear idea. <laughs> so I mean and I went back and listened to that album, Dead Fish Beach recently and and I always I always really liked that album and and I hadn't heard it for a long long time yeah well I was gonna say you 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 might might tell me you've disowned it or something but I I really stood up very well for me like I really enjoyed it you know well well thank you (laughs) I am you know it's I think it's always really I have, a, I have a hard time re-listening to anything I've done. Yeah, well, that's a standard thing, right? Yeah, know, musicians tend to point that out to me yeah. when I talk to them. Like, they either never listen to their stuff outside of the thing, they certainly don't admit to it. And, and in terms of going back to something 15 years ago or whatever, unless they're learning a song for a... Yep. yep. Then, then you dig something out, right? Yep, yep, yep definitely. Um, although there's, there was one song, um, and, it, and I, I have to say, um, and maybe something we'll sort of talk about a little bit more, as as I've got older, I've literally um, been sort of asked to um, write about songwriting and, and had, had to sort of <laughs> kind of had to find out the anatomy of, of yeah. it, and and it's been um, it's been really interesting. But boy, have I found out what I've done wrong <laughs> over the years, you know, <laughs> and also kind of what I've done right. So yeah, um, you know, I can say I've made every mistake. I can truly say I've made every mistake in the book. Um, but there was one song in there that. Um, I, I feel very fond of and it's, it's um, came into the title of it, something that's like I'm, I must get around to leaving you, yeah. it's on my list of things to do, it is just pure kind of venom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to wait for you by the river watching all the broken dreams float by, I want to take hold of the shiver that runs your hands up and down. And um, it was really fun to do, yeah, yeah. and it was really fun to play live. And I remember doing a kick-ass version of it at the old bodega. I was going to say, I remember seeing you at the old, oh, okay, old yeah, bodega yeah. around the time of the might have been yeah. the release show for that album or something. But it was, or well, certainly it was around the time of that album. And it had come from just um, one of the ways that I had made up songs is just literally yeah. just yeah, yeah. wandering along and they're off and some of them have been gone into you know or development yeah. process into an actual melody yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and others of them have just been you know at well, at home songs yeah. you know 
Um, and then, so we just start, we, Andrew Downs said, well, why don't you just record it like you sang it? And yeah. then, then we'll go, boom! And it was, it was a really, um, it was really fun to play with the band and really yeah. hit the, yeah. I left the list in the back of my car with my <laughs> common sense and a half undone bra. <laughs> so, so I, I feel affected. I won't play it probably every yeah, yeah, time, yeah, except, but you know, you might play it at my funeral or something like that. But, yeah, but yes, yeah. I, I, I miss that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, what I, what I kind of like to do is, is, is if you can take me back to when you first connected with music and, um, and, then if we can trace from there how you got into writing, performing, yeah, you know. Oh well, um, according to according to my mother, um, I I used to cry at away in a manger, <laughs> um, and she she I, I grew up in a house. My my father was an Anglican minister, so we. Um, there was a lot of music I was yeah. around um, and unconscious of the first music. But according to her, I would just start crying and she said, that's weird. And then there were other times I'd be just weeping in, in church and I just, I didn't quite sort of believe it. And then I saw this thing, she figured out it was in for minor keys. Yeah. And because she was, um, she could play piano and play piano. She actually grew up as a Catholic and mm. so had the mm. nuns. <laughs> teach her piano but yeah. she was the first person I would have seen playing something right and my dad was quite a good singer um a very good singer actually but you know it was just there it's what you did as part of life and part yeah. of communal life really yeah. um and then uh then I guess there must have been some sort of lyric understanding in being desperate to be in the choir you know um but I couldn't read so he said that um, my dad was the vicar of St John's in Westport I would stand with him booked upside down you know trying to get the choir mistress to get me the gig you know yeah. um, I would have had piano lessons um, when I was about eight um, and I was you know, quite capable at school so music theory yeah. seemed like this, ooh, this weird little language um, somebody lent my parents the piano rinkety tinkety old thing that <laughs> yeah. was never in tune and you know as I sort of grew old I was like trying to play along yeah. to, you know, and nothing was quite right and also trying to play piano to the guitar bass music I guess um, they had very my parents had very um, uh, classical tastes um, I picked up the clarinet when I was an intermediate you know yeah. imagine being at school and they bring out all these flutes and clarinets and say right what do you want to do yeah yeah and they went around kids teeth shit <laughs> them and the you know um but I thought the clarinet was quite cool and I could put it in my saddle bag of my rally 20 yeah yeah know, just like oh lord but there was that would have been my first experience of playing with people yeah and they had this intermediate orchestra full of melodicas and you know one guy on the cello and you know yeah but a very um a very sweet uh, music teacher in hindsight Nelson Intermediate Mr Lewis who would try and get, you know, kids to sing. And we sing, like, we'd drink a drink a drink to Lily the Pink, the Pink, the Pink, yeah. you know, with great gusto. And, and he would you know, and make kids do, you know, you did school musicals, no mics, no PA, no mm. nothing, just, you know, singing your heads off. But it was one day at Intermediate that we did a music class and 
he put all these rhythms up and you had claves, claves, sorry percussionist. <laughs> I know how to say it, but claves. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Would have been clave back then. Yeah, and you had to tap it out and it was like this competition and I could do it. And I thought, hmm, interesting. Oh well, you know, crystal radios, yay. Um, which interested me more at the time. And then my folks sent me to a intermediate, uh, sorry, college, which was really fortuitous. Um, I failed to get in the junior choir, which <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell everybody, and I yeah. flunked it. <laughs> and I was really disappointed, um, but um, just played away. And then uh, made friends with three or four other people. And my way of making friends, because I knew nobody at the big school, um, one of the girls in my class went, oh, she knows how to play piano, get her to... And that's how I made... You know, it was one of the ways I made friends. Yeah. And we did put this item together for the school comps, which is tea for two, which somebody reminded me at a school union. And there were one, two, three, four girls in a costume. Sounds vaguely familiar, <laughs> yeah. And it was really fun. And then school musicals and stuff like that. But that, as I got, I sort of maybe the fifth form, I think. I didn't do it as a subject. Yeah. Um, I did sciences. And yeah, yeah. Um, so you were going to just grow up and do anything else but music? You, it wasn't it, it like wasn't a burning, it wasn't like this is what I was put on this no, earth to do, no, anything no, like that. No, no I, I liked it. Um, yeah. But but during that time, the guy that was doing the extra correct stuff, you never know who you're going to bump into, was a man called Doug Hill. His son, Peter Hill, um, uh, became, was a very good bass player and played in various things with age and and um, hooked up with a girl, Jess Chambers, and yeah. yeah, yeah. But his dad was really influential with me as a teenager. Yeah, right. And he did a swing band, and me with my nerdy little clarinet, and he got a couple of clarinet players, two trumpets, Kevin Borlas, who played sax, <laughs> he's very smiley, um, and he um, he taught he wanted he did a session after school when I was in the fourth form on improvisation and explained it all and it went click in my head and he just went right let's go around and have a go at it and I could do it I thought ooh that's cool <laughs> um, and but then clarity and suddenly that was me meets meets groove yeah and then that really took hold for me um, and it it was kind of weird. I, I don't want to be disrespectful of my parents because they paid for the lessons, that's for <laughs> sure. And, and they have bags of groove themselves, but they found that, I mean, it was that sort of during the time, I suppose, where, you know, rock music, it wasn't quite music of the devil, but it was yeah, ya music and don't listen yeah. to commercial radio and, you know, 2YA was everything. And um, it was very sort of delineated, I suppose. There was no internet, there was no MTV. <laughs> The first music thing I saw on screen was The Last Waltz. I went to it in the movie theatre with my friend Annabelle Dunn. Um, God, what was your impression of that? I loved it! Yeah. I loved it! It was flipped my mind. Because, um, I mean, I saw that as a teenager yeah. with uh, minimal, a little bit of knowledge about the band. Yeah. Not much. Only, only a couple no of songs. And, and the idea that they... F- Back Dylan, I didn't. I hadn't actually got through any of that stuff, no, and that film still blew me away. You know, no, and then, then I've returned to it, knowing the backstory oh more, and it still works. You well, know, that was where I met Joni Mitchell. Yeah. And, okay. And Miss Neil Young and Van Morrison. 
and uh, and what is this all about? You know, oh, yeah. I, was, I didn't know how to process it, and that, I would have seen it maybe '78, I think. Um, and it was cool, yeah. but it was uh, it was an eye opener. I didn't understand, probably didn't quite understand what was going on, but I yeah. was struck by it. Yeah, and it stayed stayed there. And then a yeah. girl a girl flew a Braithwaite. God knows what she's doing now. She gave me an LP gatefold. Um, of the hissing of summer lawns and I ate it up and I could just probably sing pretty much to this day every lyric on it and I also um, went, out, went out went out with a, a boy yeah, um, who's now passed away it was awful you know yeah. um, um, he was gay and so was I but we didn't know and um, we're going really well <laughs> uh, and we went to what was we went for some reason we were in Wellington, Cuba Street. Um, we went to Silvio's and Slow Boat. Yep. And I bought um, Blood on the Tracks, and that was like. <gasps> so that they were they were big Formative. So yeah. I has to get some lawns. I don't yeah. know if you know this, but I've always I've always stored this little nugget away, which I love, is that it was Prince's favourite Johnny Mitchell um, album. He's a massive, he was a massive Jodie Mitchell oh, fan, which I think a lot of people who know him know that. And, but that was his album, and it was also, it is also apparently the favourite Jodie Mitchell album with Morrissey. And oh, I, right. I just, okay. for some reason, I've always liked the idea that Prince and Morrissey, like, to me, you'd probably just about never line them up otherwise. And I like yeah. that, I love the idea that maybe there could have been a summit. <laughs> you know, for those two around that. Mm-hmm. I sort of feel like they would have got distinctly different things from that album. But there's a lot on it. Because there's so much in it, yeah, just yeah. as you or I, you know, yeah, yeah. just as we probably both got different things yeah. from it, because that's a favourite of mine. And yeah. I was going to ask you, um, I was going to jump in and say, you know, you said that's where I met Joni Mitchell, and I was going <laughs> to say just how formative was that and, and was she for you? Well, because quite yeah. apart from anything else... Um, you know, woman with a guitar. Woman, full stop. And I was wife. gonna say, yeah, the yeah, woman. the woman, you know, pretty like, much. And, and uh, she was prisoner of the white line. And yeah. I, I, what, what are you doing? Like, yeah. how are you doing that? And yeah. And where's everybody else? I can remember thinking that. Why are you? Because my music was. Yeah. With my mates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who were mostly girls. Yeah. <laughs> and. Well, why did it just stop? You know, the orchestra yeah. was literally 50-50, boys and girls. Yeah. Where did it all go? And I do remember that. And I, and I, yeah, and I don't know whether that was a... Um, I certainly had great pretensions to feminism um, at, at the time. I was the only girl on the Hamden Street cricket team. <laughs> um, but I didn't quite get it. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone was playing, you know, lots of little white girls playing pianos. Why are we stopping? You know? So but that... Um, it was her words, I yeah. could, and I could hear everyone. And I didn't, I didn't understand like some of the vocal techniques, but mm. I understood hers. Like I yeah. got it, how she was singing. So, and then I must have been talking about it, and and Flair was a year behind me. She went, oh, I've got an album, you know. Just, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I don't think I ever gave it back. Sorry, Flair. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then sort of from there, yeah. So, I mean, that was all. I wrote the song in the sixth form. I can remember, maybe fifth form or something, and the teacher, um, you know, that teacher liked it, and I didn't think anything of it, I just sort of made it up and played it and yeah. won a comp, you know, at school, but woohoo, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like you won yeah. anything, it was, there was no rock quest or yeah, anything, yeah. and um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, that was how I sort of spent my after-school things, were doing stuff with music, but not, it was no career basis uh-huh. at all. Um, and then when I did leave home, well, actually, my family left home, <laughs> and they moved, and I went to university in Palmerston North, and, and went to uh, Massey, and did um, the veterinary intermediate, and got into vet school. I remember you telling me that actually, mm. yeah, yeah. Because you know, I loved, I really wanted to, I really yeah. liked it all, and it was academic, and I could, I could do that. Yeah, I could do it. <laughs> and so, it was, so when did that stall or change uh, or um, morph? Yeah, so sort of excitement, I suppose, of leaving home and you know, kind of doing stuff and meeting new people again. Um, about three in my third year, I just. Because all all the stuff that had been quite sort of joyful and quite mm. was gone, and there were but there were heaps of bands coming through. So yeah. so there was lots of music, but it was just a very different way of music and student student radio, which was student radio. Yeah, yeah. And it was all the beginning of the eighties. The first year I was at Varsity was a Spindle tour. Um, so it was a great time for me, and, mm. and it was heavy. <laughs> it was very heavy, but it was also. Um, you know, lots of really cool bands going. Oh, it just was electrifying mm. to me, and so that kind of met up with I'm not doing anything. Mm. And then about my third year, I oh, I had done <laughs> I'd done my letters and clarinet in the seventh form. Oh my God, because I you know mucked around and I thought right, I better get this. And um, yeah, I'm not very good at not completing things. <laughs> it goes it goes against my grain. Um, mm. So, and I hadn't done the theory part of it, so I thought I would do that and found some little old lady who taught me the theory around the road from flat mm. and got the diploma. And then I started playing, someone let me a guitar because we had to do this sheep uh, sheep farm prep. Yeah. Yeah, you had these like spots that you go and work on a farm. And I really liked it. it would, um, I enjoyed the physical side of it and rode motorbikes and... You know, yeah, um, yeah. I was reading something that Annabelle Langbein wrote about stuff that she'd done, and I could totally relate to it as a young person. You know, um, lived in what they called the Warry. Yeah, yeah. But and literally to make the water for the bath, you had to heat chop wood and mm. do all that. And someone gave me a guitar. And I had a Beatles book, and I taught myself a guitar. Yeah. So, you know, Eleanor Rigby, C major, E minor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then started. That, that hooked up and so I have this impression of you that the guitar is your primary instrument it's as, become, as, so. it, it's it become, become that way so. do you it's go back to the piano yeah, yeah, do, have got, you kept it up you use yep. it as a composer um, or yep definitely yeah. um, I mean all, most of it but as a performer you're a guitarist yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, um, look um, my my piano chops compared with my guitar chops um, yeah. I, I use it in recording yeah. and most of the keyboard stuff that you'll hear is, is mostly me yeah <laughs> um and um, as I've done more sort of classwork with people, yeah. my right hand's come back. My yeah. left hand, I need to speak with Mr. Illingworth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm watching, I go, oh, dude, I need some, you know. Yeah, um, yeah and as you work with, you know, like really school people, mm. it's like, well, there's no point in me doing that. But but, but as a, as a comp- compositional tool, I've got two chordal instruments, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I, yes, I use them. Yeah. 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 So your first album was actually like... It was released a lot earlier than I 
realised because I think it, it was re-released or whatever and so I think I understood it as something that came out at the time that I heard it I understood it as something that came out in the late 90s oh, no, but no it actually came out in the early 90s yeah 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 um, so there was a little kiss single <laughs> yep which was um, Red Letter and Choices a song called Choices released on J-Rem Daryl James Moss yep yep now in the UK and I dropped it around various cafes and it got played, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, um, I was, it got, you know, we, we did an album called Queen Charlotte Sounds. I didn't even understand what production was. I didn't mm. know what it was. Mm. You just sang and played and, oh, Cristiano Ucolano here he had a drum machine, so he put it on. And uh, Rob Winch, he was doing, you know, a million dollar av- av- yeah, <laughs> advertising yeah. campaigns. He played fretless bass, you know. Yeah half off his head but yeah. wonderfully yeah <laughs> and but again you know like it sounds good like it oh it's very kind of you it's, Simon <laughs> I know it's, it oh. it stands up like yeah. I mean it's a 25 year old record and it and doesn't it, it doesn't 26 mate <laughs> yeah yeah and it does, but it doesn't sound um as dated as a lot of 25 and 26 year old records oh, it sounds man, quite that's... quite quite fresh today embrace ain't it strong enough for you my face ain't long enough for you never wanted to see your recipe for your might have been well, that's kind of you well i mean maybe because i think you know like arrangement wise it's quite uh, not not just sparse but just quite clean and simple you yeah. know like you know, it's pretty pretty straightforward what's happening on it in terms of the arrangements of the instruments. Okay. Um, Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think there are some su- sort of successful songs on some lesser successful yeah. songs. I'm just so frustrated at the time because I'd spent a long time in the sort of previous unit, Putty in a Hands, which then became Putty, which was like, oh, God, I just need to do something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had been part of a, this duo with um, Christine Jeffs, and... And we'd released an EP, and uh, but my she was more of a I suppose a conceptualist to be perfectly honest, and, and films definitely been the place for her. Yeah. But I had, I knew quite a lot about music, and so I actually wanted to get better at it. You know, yeah. the more the more I sort of am dreamed my way through rock music. Yeah. Then I went, well, hang on a minute. If I actually do this, I can actually really do this. Um, and I kept meeting people, and it was really fun. I mean, it was really exciting. And but in terms of the songs, I fuck it. I just want to get something done. You know, yeah. I'm stuck of these interminable meetings, and whether you had this person in the band, and it was so it was it was so collective. God, in the past, I should have told them to, to sort off, and yeah. I'll get another drummer. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. It was it was all that sort of stuff, and I was also very. Um, the idea that New Zealand music wasn't well produced and you had to do this if you're a woman to get that and I was like I couldn't I didn't have much truck with that either so yeah. the whole marketing side of it I found <laughs> eluded me and yeah um so I got fully mm. bullheaded and just went boom <laughs> marketing was always a bit of a mystery to J-Reb as well so I suppose <laughs> yeah well he, he's an accountant by trade yeah. um and he he sort of lucked into a vein of what was called women's music. Yeah. Whatever that is, mate. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, but yeah. um, I was a woman who wanted to make music, and yeah. that was pretty much I took that box. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and you know, he wanted to sell records, and 
he had the most extraordinary weird sort of yes I mean I, I was very fond of James when I worked in retail I knew him quite well for a bit and I was really liked he had I guess quite strange taste and quite strange luck <laughs> with yeah with like things device. where he was ahead of the game and who uh, knew yeah yeah and such an eclectic label when you yeah. look at it like yeah yeah, and I'm still finding out things like, you know, I fell in love with that band, The Spines, and didn't mm. actually process that they were on JRM. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I first, because Wendy, you know, Wendy worked for him. Wendy yeah, yeah, him. right. Yeah, who was a fantastic violinist. Yeah, and she lived in Nelson. You know, I was, yeah. I was aware of her nerdy clarinet. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and he he like he really likes music. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's just not very judgmental about yeah, yeah. about it. Like, I mean. You know, from he was really um, promotional about reggae when nobody yeah, yeah, was, yeah. nobody. Yeah. You know, people were derogatory about. Yeah, it. yeah. I hope you're not one of those rusta bands, quote unquote. Yeah. No, but they're quite good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the sort of some of the spin-offs from that, like Upper Hut Posse and yeah. stuff, like the the hip hop stuff that is relate, you know, yep. politically related to reggae, if not musically. And oh, just you know. Um, he 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 would make he would make some stuff happen, and, and then then there were people that were completely irritated him. So yeah. he didn't have to do it. And then he and then he out of nowhere uh, got the licensing for all that Eva Cassidy yeah, stuff. Oh, that was yeah. Which was genius because that was you know I mean <laughs> it was like I laughed. I just, yeah, I just, but it was just exactly it just yeah. like I remember going out to you know to the warehouse. You know, his warehouse at one point, yeah. and we're just going, like, how does any of this stuff fit together? It yeah. kind of doesn't, but that's sort of what. And in the, again, that sort of predates, you know, like the eclectic iTunes and Spotify playlists and, yeah. you know, grab bags that people yeah. have now, but it just wasn't how a label was put together. He was also, um, he was still, even when there were like thousands of records, yeah. like, it was just him and a girl, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know yeah, like, and it yeah. was some girl from the heart. You yeah, know? It yeah, wasn't like yeah. Yeah, it was nothing flat. Yeah. There was no empire. Yeah. You know? yeah totally. There was no sort of the lovey It worked, it worked. There it, was no it, the lovey sweetie thing that you got yeah. with, you know, Saatchi and Saatchi, all the big record companies and, you know. Yeah, all like, the bullshit. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with him and you know, Drina or yeah. just like okay. So oh, I got an email from the other the other day and he was you know, because he's sort of semi retired, living with his vicar wife and yeah dear old Joan in, in the UK and he plays golf and yeah classic you know, um, but he's he's gone through and you know there was my $19.11 or whatever yeah. it was and he apologised for it because there was so many plays <laughs> and I'm just going like don't bro it's, yeah. it's like you're not in, you, you don't have to do that anymore yeah. you know yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I get it you know <laughs> yeah, and there were you know hundreds and hundreds of plays on one thing and yeah. in the old days that would have made yeah. me a very wealthy woman but yeah yeah yeah, so, so I'm, I'm pretty fatalistic when it comes to that, but yeah, but beautifully, and had the most exquisite handwriting. Yeah. So you would get a check, beautifully written out, and I had appalling handwriting, so I was like always very impressed. Yeah, funny, yeah. funny, funny. Yeah. So, so you kick off the solo career because frustration, frustration, which is probably how. 80% of solo careers are yeah. launched, right? Yeah. Delusion and frustration, one of the two. I'm not saying yeah, yours not was delusion. No, I'm not saying not, yours was, no, but... definitely not you know, delusion. Like, that's, that's the other one, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was definitely frustration. I had, I didn't know what would happen or yeah. anything. 
Yeah. And so what what did happen? Because I kind of as 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 a established, it was all before your time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I sort of joined the picture around two thousand, so I know about um, um, cats being spayed. But sure. I I want to know what happened. There's a big gap between solo records. Yeah. For you, so you obviously play some shows, do a solo album, play some shows, and then what? Rejoin the band idea. Oh, it was uh, so we like so nine sort of after sort of bunch of stuff in, in the late eighties. Yeah. When the cause single went out. Yeah. And from that, I got nominated. I was a finalist from, yeah, from the Silver Scroll. Yeah. And that was like ooh, ooh, and I couldn't go to the award ceremony because we were doing this theatre show yeah. we being when the Cats Men's Parade with Fiona Samuel and Janet Roddick did a theatre show called Babes in the Mood which sold out at Bats and got went on this massive tour mm. and we we did really well out of that so it was just like what? Mm. I got rung up at a flat in Mount Vic got rung up to come and sort my comps out and we'd sold out 10 shows and I was doing the, the money with Janet and, <laughs> and we got audited <laughs> the IRD because we someone had told us to make this like um, limited liability company I think it was, and I was 26 I had no yeah. idea of any of this yeah. and Janet sort of had a bit of bush accounting the other's not a flucker mate and and so we we had an IRD guy come around and how are you making money and we'd, we'd made thousands and yeah. we'd had a $10,000 touring grant from QE2 Arts Council I can say that, yes. Yep. And but we'd made nine times more than that in the box office, which was just ye freaking ha. And I thought, hello, hello. This <laughs> the guy sitting there and we had all this paperwork and in at my flat and he says, So so where's the money? And I went, Well, it, the grant's already gone and, and we've got the box office. Yeah. So can I see the box in the office? says the man from the IRD mm. at which point we just looked at each other and went a guy's a complete moron <laughs> but you know they'd gone through every you know every receipt every everything that guy then he just wanted to look at our costumes oh, it's just the most the strangest thing <laughs> and you know you think about it now okay but but so that the fact that um, things had gone quite well for me from a solo perspective was just part and parcel of a whole lot of musical stuff. Mm. I didn't, I didn't have a strategy or a plan or a, or a persona that was particularly different. It was just when I did my solo stuff, I did that, and then the next day I might be doing this, and yeah, and none of that kind of um, came together till later. And then cats kept going. I actually um, moved to Australia in 1993, and that was always on the cards. Um, and I became the director of the Melbourne Fringe Arts Festival. Ah, uh, yes. Now, I do, I do remember yeah. that step in your... And that was that was going to be like a six-month contract. I it became, an, you know, it was a nine-month contract, and then they wanted me full-time, and they they didn't have the same sort of um, collegial and elastic um, way that, <laughs> particularly Wellingtonians have. Like, you yeah. know, one day you'll be hanging out with, I don't know, a writer and the next minute yeah. you know the bassoon player from the symphony and no one no one thinks anything is weird about that yeah, yeah. but over there it was it was much more wow. much more ghettoised and um, we were jacks of all trades and, and to a certain extent that really works 
for New Zealanders, but they were, you weren't a likely... Yeah, I was going to say it's necessary, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. But, but um, there's strength from it, too. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, but there, you're not a lighting designer, you're a, you know, you're a fringe theatre lighting designer. Yeah. So you never do any other kind of lighting design, right. you know, so yeah. I wouldn't, I'd get someone else to do something and it would be, what? Mm. Um, so that was that was that was good, but I I realised very quickly I would have to be a professional mm. <laughs> festival director, and I thought nah. Um, and then I actually got ill, and um, I my uh, disc disc prolapsed, and I had to have an operation over there, which um, was kind of yeah, that was just what, and I wasn't and. Yeah, it was a long rehab, and it was a rehab. It was kind of like learning to walk again. It was a real pain in the butt, literally. Um, and the girls got this, um, Jackie and Robin, sorry, from yeah. Robin Nathan and Jackie Clark. Yeah. Um, said, hey, we're going to do this video, and by the way, um, oh, by the way, I think we've scored this ad deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they... Um, yeah, we did. We we became the face of Lotto eventually, mm. and we'd done we'd done these two programs of New Zealand folk tunes. Just kind of a, there was a guy in there in the drama department there, Fergus Dick, mm-hmm. and he he actually got me a national got me an interview with Maggie Barry, <laughs> who interviewed me about Red Letter. It was and it felt like you're being in the grown up shop. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was so old school. Yeah. Um and. Yeah, you think of it now, Lord. Um, and yeah, so we did this folk tune, sorry for Cats Been Spade, and they were little seven minute, seven song programs. We didn't, no, none of us were listening to national radio at the time. It wasn't mm, the mm. station of progressive music by in, in any way, shape, or form. We did an arts, regional arts council tour in the north and one in the south island, and those venues were packed because people who had been listening in the regions. Mm. listen to national radio because you couldn't get anything else Mm-mm. so that built into some sort of Kiwiana thing and yeah runaway and, train yeah yeah runaway train hey, runaway train that paid for my hospital thanks yep. very much and runaway train that you know put me into a house thanks very yeah. much yeah and um that was great um and also you can pretty much put me on a stage anywhere now and I'm not going to fall over it was Oh my god, baptism by fire, really. Yeah, 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 and exhausting and daunting, but exhilarating. It was very exhilarating. It was really funny because yeah. people would say absolutely anything to you. Yeah. And like, we were in these costumes once backstage at some stupid thing, a award ceremony. Um, and Jackie was in a, a bustier sort of thing, like, yeah. And a waitress walked up to her and actually poked her in the breast. and and went, oh my god, they're real! You know, it's... <laughs> I'm about to go on stage. <laughs> Did that just happen, you know? Just... We got really got a heckling. Yeah. And we just wasted people. Yeah. And uh, um, when something went wrong, which lots of things go wrong in yeah. live performance, um, we've had pretty much everything go wrong. Yeah. Every single thing you could possibly imagine. Um, the inappropriate to the appropriate, um, I couldn't hear myself once because a, a man with cerebral palsy was shouting and laughing so much and Robin didn't realise he was disabled and um, started hassling him and almost uh, almost to the point I think of asking him to be removed yeah. it's like 
dude. And he was one of our biggest fans. Right. It was just, he was just having a great time. I was like, uh, I mean, just stuff yeah, that yeah, you just yeah. go, oh, yeah, to die. <laughs> it was, um, in terms of um, stagecraft, it was really, really yeah. important from a training point of view. I don't think if we'd gone to drama school or musical, we would, we would ever have done it. It took us, a, you know, we lots of international travel and mental things in Thailand and Fiji and <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, we ran away and joined the circus, and that's what it yeah. felt like. And yeah. I would heartily recommend any young person do the same thing. Do it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do it if the if the opportunity was there. Absolutely, and we yeah. started off with what can we fit in Charlotte's car? Yeah. If we can't fit it in, it's not going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so that was that was sort of took off, and and then, um, but I kept writing underneath. Yeah, know? I was just didn't like none of it sort of went away. It just took different prominence, I suppose. Um, and then by the end of sort of two thousand, you know, it was only Jeanette McDonald said to us once in the Corrie Lounge, um, "You don't want to keep putting your plastic flowers on your head when you're thirty <laughs> nine." <laughs> Thanks, Nitty. And I filed <laughs> that away and went damn straight. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your advice, sister. While the dog gets its bark from the great tree of life, a bird's life is seedy at best. When you've spent the day swooping, night times for drooping and pooping releases the way. I'd done my dash. Mm. I'd done my dash. I, could, I just, you know, we were getting asked to play for in rugby games, and I don't give a flying fuck about rugby. So yeah. I was like, nah, you can't pay me enough money to do that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I remember this poor agent ringing me and um, be, to begging us to do it. And I said, look, bring Jackie. She loves rugby. She'll do something yeah. with someone, but yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's kind of uh, continued to fly the flag in that area, mm. right? Like mm. she will turn up and do that. And I mean that. Mm. I'm not. I'm not setting that up as some sort of yeah. criticism. No, she, no, she's no, so no, good she, at. She tr- She truly, she's truly loves a rugby. Great, <laughs> no, but she's a yeah. great entertainer, right? Yeah, like, yeah, and she yeah. will turn up yeah. and put on the show. Yep. Yep. With. Lady Killers or whatever, you know, those yes, sorts of things. Yes, I, I just yeah. think she's done lots yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah that's, she, that's, that's a been. She's a terrific singer. Yeah. Like, from a technical point yeah. of view, she's... Yeah. And she's a very clever person, too. Yeah. You know, she would be A in history, you know. Yeah. I think she didn't do Honest because we, you know, there was TV or something. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It was kind of like, you know, but she's, you know, A grade. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I think between us we had a BA in political science, a BA in history, and a Bachelor of Veterinary Science. I mean, it was... Yeah, let's start a girl group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we, didn't, that's a th- we didn't even think of it as a girl no, group. No, no, I know. know? Like, I, I, think, I know. Yeah, like, she was my... Jackie was my flatmate, and her, and her sister... Was it? Oh, no, the boy that she went out with then was Robin's flatmate. Mm. That's, that's like... Yeah, right. It was about, you know... Yeah. <laughs> was very Wellington. We didn't even know what a girl band was, I don't think. No. Um, uh, in terms of the instrumentation, um, like Robin Nathan's a very, very good percussionist. And she she was very um, interested in, uh, in, the, in the thing because it was, my car was this little um, 1300 Toyota Corolla. It yeah. was little. Yeah. So um, that removed the drum kit thing. Um, I think we, I still had an amp. I had my pink fender. And um, Robin had 
uh, one conga drum. Yeah. One. And then we had like uh, eggs and a tambourine yeah, and, yeah. and you know, and then sort of costumes and um, I didn't even think Jackie could drive because she <laughs> she learned to drive late. Um, yeah. And and Robin and I were both fight who we went out with the rumor Taka Hill Taka because we both get car sick. So it was is <laughs> but <clears throat> when we we did the air air travel we wound up with all these bits and bobs that had to be packaged up. Mm. And often when you're flying to the regions, you know, you've got these tiny pencil planes. And there wasn't the assholery now about yeah. you know, what you can take and um and sometimes the airport we'd <laughs> We'd, I would ring up the, air, the airport and say to the nice lady, it's us, and could we, we've got 21 items, can we, and they said, oh, just bring everything out early and we'll get it on the plane before mm. then. And that was great. And, or can we send it on the plane afterwards to Gisborne? But the first time that we travelled, Jackie was on this um, horrible sort of talent show. She was the MC and we were joining her to do our version of Dancing Queen and something else and I was like over prepared and, and Robin was bringing a conga but she didn't have, she drags me up 9 o'clock that morning the plane's at 10 mm. going what do I take the, what do I take the conga in and I went have you not packed it and she went no I said well okay have you got a sleeping bag yep okay great bring that and we'll tie the top, tie the night um, the string around the top and, and give it to the nice lady and there was always a nice lady yeah, yeah. Um, except for this day <laughs> she didn't carry everything in she put the drum in a, the air, she grabbed the nearest thing which turned out to be the air, airport wheelchair yeah and yeah. wheeled it in and of course they all went they weren't happy <laughs> yeah. about this and so I said we've got the sleeping bag and it was commuter time <laughs> there were just suits everywhere yeah. and she has a sleeping bag, but she hadn't zipped it up. So she just had the wide yeah. sleeping bag and was trying to wrap it up like a, a bonbon, yeah. you know, like. And I looked at her, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, zip it up. <laughs> and handed it over. So we, we would look like nothing on earth, you know, in the middle of this thing. And get get the other end. And we had lots of, it was, there were lots of travel with Robin stories, who was... She um, eventually had the ukulele. She was the first person who was playing the ukulele in this country. I'd like to apologise to the to the nation because it's become a plague. I think now. I thought Phil Judd was, but I suppose oh, she was the yeah. first that was playing it like a ukulele. Yeah, yeah. He kind yeah. of played it like a mandolin. Mm. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Mm. Oh, mm. What, what company we keep? Um, and so we would have to take various bits and bobs on the plane with us, and mm. she sanded down this really cool um, violin case. And made a beautiful job of it and popped it in. And so when we'd come off, like, Symphony would come on, we'd come off the plane, and the, all the violet would go like, don't fucking tell them what's in there. And, and she'd get all these, like, trucker nods, like, you know, <laughs> as the first fiddles would go past us, and she yeah. oh, I can't say a thing. And, and the worst one we had, we'd played Mardi Gras. We were the only people with real breasts at the cabaret in Mardi Gras in 96, I think. That was fantastic. That was just mental. That was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. Um, and we came back, Robin and I came back um, on Anset. I had an Anset golden one because we had various like, you know, mm. cards to keep us going. Mm. Jackie was Coral and I was golden one. 
for some reason, Robin had been given a body of a, a jar of chocolate body paint, <laughs> and she she had it in this ridiculous little bag, a handbag sort of thing, and we went went to the um, got to like clobber on the on the um, plane and. We're, yeah, we're passenger Yates and passenger Nathan, please get on the fucking plane. And we were in the gold, golden wing loo, she, and she said, the body paint's smashed. And I went, what? She pulls it out, and we went, all around the toilet, yeah. which just looked like this utter helicopter of diarrhoea. Yeah. And she, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to get rid of the glass. And we're gonna go. <laughs> I just, re- re- I was just like, I apologise. So we're not doing this thing for an insect golden wing Christmas party. And I just listed all the things that we are the people you hate, and this is why. And they were, they yeah, we were the people they hate. Oh, it's frequent flyers with frequent dramas. Frequent dramas, all right. But but at the time, it, it went from thing like that was quite that sort of sort of semi hysterical yeah. stuff, which has never happened in any other group. Yeah, yeah. it's all been kind of. Pretty repeatable muso stuff, but yeah. but cats was on was on another <laughs> another level of yeah. loneliness, you know. Yeah. So, mm. you know, you had this um, um, thing that you said to me when I interviewed you in two thousand or two thousand one that I remember mm. that um, that really stuck with me, and I think it was a really important thing for me to hear. Then I would have been. I don't know, early twenties or whatever, just 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 starting, doing whatever it is I'm doing. <laughs> I still haven't worked it out, but commentation. Re- yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I I remember you saying, and I, I don't know if you were quite telling me off, but um, <laughs> you know, as I said, you were intimidating. <laughs> I wouldn't I don't, have been. I don't think I you were. No, 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 no. But you just you, you had a very good way of saying to me, and I've I've thought about it. You know, it, well, it it solidified it for me. It cemented it for me. You said um, something about you know why do I always get you know why why do people say female singer songwriter oh, or yeah. fem- you said I get I get you know you, you said yeah. you'd, you'd put up with a lot of not bad for a girl kind of thing oh, yeah, guitar sure, stuff. Sure, yeah, you talked sure. about that quite yeah, a bit, yeah. and I remember we talked about it a bit. But you were sort of saying um, you know the expectation is almost that. You must like, you know, Joni Mitchell and blah blah blah, which which you do. I do, yeah. But you're also allowed to like and Bob do. Dylan mm-hmm. and you know whoever else and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. it's total common sense, of course. But I just remember at the time going, not wow, I didn't know that, but just it was so great to hear someone say that and just mm-hmm. be like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not a female singer songwriter. I'm not a female guitarist. I, I'm a singer songwriter, yeah. I'm a guitarist. Yeah. I'm, I'm also female. That's right. You know, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm not denying that, yeah, but no, it's no, like, no. why is why do they go together? Yeah. Why and do they have to go together? We, we had people, certainly with, with cats, where, where's the band? Yeah. We are the yeah. fucking band. You know, like, we've yeah. chosen. Who, who's going to play those instruments? We are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we used to say, the women would come up and say if it was great, and the guys would come up and tell us what we ought to do. Yeah, 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 of course. And had, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, but um, it's it's been as as the music industry changed, and the technology changed, and I've got university physics. It didn't really bother me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it really didn't. I was like, oh, you know, more crystal radio stuff, basically. Yeah. And how do we how do we figure that? And and when we you know now I'm doing a lot of work with Jill Craig. She's like the woman who does, 
who yeah. does it, you know. So yeah. she was like, we're, we're collaborating, you know, partly because I'm not tech phobic at all. And it's, it, it is of, and, you know, and also as <clears throat> basically as, um, I guess there's the uh, twin sort of spectres really of um, you're either um, lost to having children mm. <laughs> or the, you're an appalling mother because you're leaving yeah. your kids and you're going on to yeah. um, or um, uh, you have to have guys to support you mm. um, so I mean uh, look uh, I've worked very happily with men and women in, in the bus and but it, it does concern me that um, uh, you yeah that, that there's not an uptake I, I would have thought that would have flipped over a little bit more mm. um, but um, yeah, the nobody talks about Shane Carter as the male sing songwriter. No, no, <laughs> you that's know, right. or or Don, or you know, like or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, oh, it's like yeah, it's kind of up there with male nurse, you know. It's like yeah. Mm. I think also, um, it was an acceptable genre for a woman to be performing in, and that's not why I do it either. I just. I start writing the songs and and I can play them and sing them at yeah. the same time. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And and look, there's loads better singers than me, and there's loads better players than me. But I know that when I spent more time actually learning the guitar, it gave me more chops. And yeah, gave, yeah. And it was so much more satisfying. Um, and I think it's improved my writing. It's, it's improved my enjoyment of the process. Yeah. Con- yeah, connecting up. I guess the. Sort of let's just do it anyway with um, just a bit of depth from yeah. my point of view, anyway. Yeah, you know? so well, when does when do you pull the pin and who pulls the pin on, on cats? Oh, um, well, is it a collective? I, I pretty much, yeah, no, I pretty much pulled the pin, yeah. Um, uh, oh, in response to um, Jackie had moved to Auckland, so it was like, mm. yeah, yeah, um, uh, and also uh, she was, um. She was, you know, going to have. I can't remember when she had her first baby, but it was all sort of around the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I certainly didn't want to be in a situation touring in, in, in that scenario. Although she was fully up for it, but yeah, yeah. I, I certainly wasn't. And um, no, no disrespect, life choices, and but yeah, I, it wasn't. It wasn't going to be, you know, three lasses in a car. Mm. And um, on tour, you know, things get pretty, can be really up and down and. Enough, you know, there wasn't a scenario for me. Um, there wasn't like a, a nanny coming and a this and yeah, that. Yeah. Or if there was, there would have been an entourage, and that was yeah. like. There's a certain. It's sort of a of, finite, yeah. you know, time frame with these things too. And sometimes you don't realise it until someone like in this case you go, oh, "I'm going to do this," and then actually everyone yeah. goes, "We rode that for the right amount of time." Yeah, you know, yeah, we but, we did that, and yeah. that, that doesn't need to well, yeah. happen and, in that configuration and, any longer. Um, and sort of meantime, I mean, certainly for Jackie, I mean, her father passed away, and then sort of then baby time happened pretty yeah. quickly. So yeah. she was she was in that sort of zone. These are things that are pretty unconscious, and not they weren't always articulated. Yeah. Um, uh, also, for me, um, I'd been doing a sort of a commission gig um, with uh, the Vietnam vet- veteran people, and somehow, and I can't quite hundred percent remember it, but I got asked to do the song, write a song for it, and <clears throat> by John Dow, who's um, 
a sort of an event director and runs a, a, a agenda marketing um, around town. Um, and he he put, he was quite interested in military histories. And I said, well, I think I was nine when the Vietnam War was on. I don't, I don't yeah. you know, I just remember it was awful television and my parents taking me out of the room, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the, the poor, the girl who's the same age as me, you know, napalmed, I got to meet her, <laughs> you know, it was um, Kim Fook. Um, and so, anyway, I wrote the song, um, so it was a, after being sort of resistant about it, and during that time I'd found a press kit <clears throat> about information, um, sort of like posters of protest from the Vietnam War, yeah. letters, from, letters to the, you know, what was the Dominion or the Evening Post, or, yeah. oh my god, so sort of dated, yeah. and, and within it, of course there's one of your protests, you have a poetry reading, and the part, one of the parts was James K. Baxter, and he, there was the part, the, out of all the stuff, that his, this poem leapt up, and I'm like, wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> Um, I thought in 1997, wouldn't it be cool um, to put that to music, and wouldn't it be cool to do a whole bunch of them? And then I started reading some more about it, but, uh, not about him, yeah. not about him, but just the poetry, um, collected works, um, which is like a doorstop of a thing. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, somewhere up, up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Weir's. Yeah, oh, right up the very yeah. top, I think, yeah. you might see it. Mm. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, what if I got, and I made this wish list up, and then I wrote off, well, how would I do that? And I, yeah, so when, yeah. did you, when did you, when did it change from, or when did it, did it change to you, including other people? Was it originally going to be something you were going to do on your In own? In about a microsecond. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In about a, um, because I'd been commissioned to do something yeah. that I'd felt it was outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. And then, and then I found this other thing, and it was just, you know noodling around and and then I went oh I wonder if I wonder if and then why don't I yeah and then I did and and so during 98 I was trying to get permission for that Oxford University Press still had an office and <laughs> you know yeah. um, and they um, forwarded my request um, off to Jackie Baxter and then, lo and behold I got this letter saying we'll give you permission Oh, now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> and I sort of, I had, I was doing oh, a, a solo program for National Radio with the then music program of Katie Glamazina, Glamazina. Yeah. Um, and she what she said, what else are you doing? And I went, oh, I can't get any money from, you know, whatever the Arts Council was called then. And she went, well, we've got this really cool studio. Why don't you ask everybody to do it there? And I went, okay. And then I was up for a cat's gig in Auckland, and I put, I wrote one page letter, and I said these people I want to do, and this is, and would you release it? And I think I sent it to three record companies, one of whom was Universal, and they faxed me back, going sure, come and have a meeting. Went and had a meeting, and I had permission. I had the studio, and they wrote me a letter on the spot, and they said, do you have artwork? And I mocked something up, and I went, plot. Yeah. <laughs> And game on ever since, yeah. So did it, the show, did this play at the 2000 Arts yeah, Festival? Yeah, so then um, as part right? of that, so that was yeah. bubbling away. Yeah, yeah. 
And that was a bubbling away as a recording. Yeah. Carla Zon was the director. Um, oh, so it was only ever a recording to begin with. Yeah. It was yeah, never, it was, it was never no, planned as this no. big thing. It was. Shit, no. Yeah. This was my new that, I was going to say, that's too, that's oh too big. God. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. This was. I, like, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, I thought poetry was like, you know, there weren't even hardly open mics, you know? It yeah, was yeah, like. Yeah. You know, the sort of slightly sort of thin, you know, volumes of, yeah. you know, it was all very, no, 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 it wasn't a let's ride another wave, but it, it's become in my life another wave. Yeah. Um. So Carla said, he had this weird thing, like a test, like, you know, like a burning coals thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it was so funny. It was just, um, I, I started, um experiencing probably for the first time in my life the difference between having to be um, I've got no problem being an egg in front of 2,000 people no problem at all no yeah. problem playing or something I might get a bit vibed up don't don't yeah, yeah. but but then I had to sort of start speaking like yeah. as Charlotte as opposed to singing or um, and I realised I was like, oh, quite nervous about this <laughs> so it was, it was strange yeah, it was yeah. a very um Yes, yeah, so I thought, oh, there's some sort of identity shift going on there. Yeah. Um, Carla said, well, you have to put together, can um, they give you a development thing? So they give you, like, one of try a science experiment. And I asked Jordan Rain, because um, she'd gone to the same primary school as me, West <laughs> Port North. Um, and she was, you know, she was doing stuff. And she went, I know the poem I want to do. I said, great. And so will you do yours? And he's, let's let's see if that works, and we'll talk about what we think we're going to do. And, and hang on for a minute, because um, yeah. she's fucking great, right? Like, I think so. Pretty much everything <laughs> she does and has done yeah. is pretty great. Yeah. And some of it's very yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. But some, somehow, I, I'd seen some stuff and heard about her, and I just, and she was a coaster, and so. Um, Loyalty. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Um, and she was, well, um, she went, I'm going to do high country weather. I said, okay, great. Um, and she got exactly what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she's pleasant. Like, she, yeah. she goes, yeah, let's do it. You know, just the year, let's do it. It's yeah, huge, yeah. you know. There's the sort of, oh, I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I've gone through it again with, with this project, the current yeah. project. And yeah. I'm so over there. Like, it's mm. just, if you don't want to, okay. <laughs> so, the CD gets released first. The CD went ballistic. The CD went nuts. So, the CD has got um, Dave Dobbin yes. doing that incredible. Song of the Years. Yeah. Which Last sounds to, like a. Louse to be Domine. Wow, yeah. bright music for that. Yeah, right? turn that into a chorus. <laughs> Turn that into a chorus, and he does. Yeah. And it sounds like James K. Baxter, because it is, and it sounds like a Dave Dobbins song. Like it sounds like something he would have gone away and written. Maybe he would have got to that or something, you know, it has his sound on it so he hugely. Was gonna do, he was going to do the Mighty Jesus, and I said, Yeah, no. right. So Sam Hunt recites that. No, 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 no. Because no. no. Dave didn't want to do it. No, that's right. Vacillating and I had to ring his wife. And um, <laughs> oh, so I, he thanked me for quite unquite my tenaciousness. Mm, it's mostly mm. actually irritation. Yeah. Um, and like, 
and he'd chosen this poem because David Eagleton had, had, I'd asked him to do because I wanted to do some spoken word, but yeah, yeah. performance poets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I asked him and I asked Sam. Huh. And David is uh, virtually monosyllabic in conversation. His, all his conversation is with his eyes. But he goes from zero to a hundred in stage performance. Yep. And when he, he, I paired him up with David Downs because I'd seen David, I'd really liked the music he'd done for Michael Palmer's A Long Undressing. And I thought, ooh, weird, scratchy viola, fantastic. Yeah. And they, you know, agreed at, <laughs> at my sort of, what, can you do this and can you do that? And um, I can remember getting the CD of the, uh, the demo, well, no, finished track actually, and I was lying on the, just, I listened to it and thought like that and then I saw the Maori Jesus <laughs> I saw the Maori Jesus walking on Wellington Harbour he wore blue dungarees his beard and hair were long uh, by the end of it I was like going, holy moly we've got something here you know yeah. it was and he played me these four versions and one was like you know sort of, oh, spring flowers you know no, 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 let's have that one, let's knock it out of the arena. Um, I didn't think knock out of the arena, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I just thought, how exciting, how animated, Yeah. how cool, you know, like, just, this is, this is great. And I like, and I just thought I liked it, I yeah. liked it. And anyway, so Carla, Carla chose it as a possibility for the New Zealand, you know, you had the separate yeah. New Zealand, like, it was like separate women's music and separate New Zealand music and yeah, like, yeah. whatever, 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 but she picked it up and um, I argued my way into the James Cabaret, because that wasn't even a festival venue. Yeah. I love the James Cabaret, but... Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Thing. But I argued my way into it and um, and it completely sold out and, it, and they put on extra shows and they still couldn't do it. Yeah. And the album went nuts. Yeah. And it was... Yeah, I didn't make it to the show, but I the album was a favourite of mine for such a long time. Oh, gosh. I loved um because who else is on it? Gareth Farr. Yeah. Oh yeah, Gareth Gareth was Sam. Yeah, yeah, that's right, he was paired with yeah. the yeah, the soundscaping sort of stuff yeah. for Sam. Greg yeah. Johnson is on yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Emma Parkey. Yeah. Oh early in the morning. Yourself. Yeah. 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 Look it was a great it was great. I mean these were and and how do I say it? People like Emma and Greg, their their sort of cultural worth at the time was was pretty great too. You know, you, you had a good range of people, but mm. some of them, and I guess Dave too, obviously, you had you probably had some people that were their own sort of careers would help someone. You know, a, a Dave Dobbin fan is going to want to hear him tackle a James mm. K. Baxter poem, mm. and then they're going to get introduced to a whole lot of other things as yeah. a result. Yeah, well, maybe. I'm so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that yeah. happened. I'm sure that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they all sort of met each other, and <laughs> you know, there was all these cross pollinations. Martin Phillips. Um, That's right. You know, yeah, the chills, and, and Andrew Bruff, who, like. Yeah. Um, Andy Dandy. Yeah, God, it was good. God, it's a good city. Oh, thanks. Thank you. I, you know, it's like. So I mean, apart from the fact that it's given you a. In the uh, <laughs> um, a thing to go on and do that's probably part um, oh, labour of love t- and part yeah. albatross almost or something like <laughs> I, I would imagine some sort of headache at various times oh yes, <laughs> oh, yes. it's yeah. 
it's uh, it's got to be high on the CV for you as something to be very proud of, right? Like because you know it it's enabled a whole lot of other people to do something. You know, like these people we talk about, like Dave Dobbin and Eva Parkey and stuff, to step, in, in some cases, step out of their comfort zone to realise something about themselves that they wouldn't have done on their own albums, to pay tribute to a great New Zealand writer. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I sort of don't know what all of them think, to be, but it was, it's, um, it was magical. Yeah. On set, there were certain moments where you just went, like, and, and there were lots of bits of magic when you were receiving stuff, that, you know, like, I mean, I got to be the first to hear a lot of this, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and, and stuff would come in and then I sort of, I got to sort of figure out how to... So how many fights and false sort of steps were there over over people doubling up? Like, um, not Like many. you mentioned Married Jesus, like there must have been that was two or three poems max where people went, I want to do this. Yeah. I'm thinking even were there any like false starts where someone wanted to do something like you know, I don't know what, like a Calvary Street or something, and no, it didn't, and it didn't no, work. No, no, um, because of the breadth of Baxter's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, um, you know, pick a palm, and, um, and I thought it was Dave that said that it felt like we were running through... Every, Dave Dobbins, sorry, yeah. said that we, we were three Davids on that Yeah, album. yeah, yeah. That was like a freaking nightmare. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh felt like we were running through someone's house, like, you know, going through undies. And, yeah. and and it was amazing working with Jackie. Yeah. Like, um, and I gave her a script, also, you know, like, I, I wrote it, but I let her... Yeah. Uh, she had final say over the artists involved and final say over which pies. She didn't veto me on any. She she challenged Rowley Grace's... Um, she makes four Davids. Um, uh, she challenged his how he had put in some spoken word and to, but they it was the process of talking through that and yeah. oh it was it was um, it, it challenged I suppose it challenged my my um, my social skills more than anything else um, but in, in to and in terms of yeah Dave and, and just getting people to come on you know finish the bloody thing um to commit to deadlines yeah. um, without too much hand-holding because it's kind of like you either do it like, mm, mm. I'm not your mother <laughs> yeah, I'm not I mean, your wife so <laughs> yeah the, you do this and then you do your own album and then yeah. a couple of years later you do another album of your own yeah. and then very shortly after that you do essentially the follow-up to Baxter which is yeah. too fary. yeah well um uh, is that right? About two thousand and three or four. Well, I kind of went. Yeah, it sort of all went. So there was Dead Fish Beach, which was kind yeah. of a bad look, and then I was also working quite a lot with Mahina, and so oh, we, yeah, we yeah. were touring. I and was going to ask you about that. Yeah, so we were touring, and then we just sort of, you know, found out a live album. But um, we so were actually, doing... is she on the Baxter album? Yeah, yeah, yeah she did never so. know more. Yeah. That's right. It's amazing. Um, yeah, summers approach on spinning yeah. beaches, and I heard someone else do something. And I went, "That's not how it goes." <laughs> I was yeah. like, "It's like it's so how it goes yeah. in my head." So, so you and Mahina did the live album yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, and we did. Yeah, so you were two. very, very busy and yeah, in a I mean, short space just, of yeah. But, you know. I mean, we're on a, I, I, I want to come back and talk. Thank you mm. for bringing her up because I wanted mm. to come back and talk about her. Um, mm. um, but. I think if we stick with the, these albums yeah. and shows for a little bit, sure. so because I saw the Too Fari show, mm. so the exactly. album came out and I got to see that show. That was at the 
2004, uh, it's festival six. six. Yeah, so, yeah. so from the Baxter, and again, John Dow, who um, commissioned me for the Weird Vietnam film, he was doing some work for Tony Māori. Yeah. And he, 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 well, somehow he rings me up, or somebody rings me up, and um, they said, could I produce uh, for Hone Tuwhere? Because it came through, it came through the writing committee, Te Ha. Um, could I produce an album of Māori artists doing poetry by Hone Tuwhere? And I was like, and I get this quite a lot. You do realise that I am Pakia, you know, because yes. I, you know, I've had it because of my surname and, um, and sort of the way I look. So, um, oh, you, you do you do realise I have no iwi affiliation here? Yeah. Because um, I think the person that should do that would be Māori, and um, I'm really happy to do something, but I can't do all Māori. Doesn't seem right to me. So they thought about that and then came back. When I said, I can seriously stack it. Don't get me wrong. That's not an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we are we are overrepresented. You know, proportionately. There's yes. prisons and there's music. Um, we can do this. And then uh, it was funny. I bumped into Hone Koka and he said, "Who are you doing next? Are you doing me?" I went, no. <laughs> uh, "Thanks." I've had a lot of suggestions. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I bet. <laughs> um, and um, I said, what do you think of this? And he said, oh, no, it'll be boring. Stick to your guns. I said, I'll back you. Oh, okay, thanks. Um, you know, and, that, and I think I was going to the post office in that sort of very Wellington way, and that sort of uh, stiffened my resolve. And, yeah, and they accepted that, and I was packed off to see Horner and his crib. Mm. And that, again, that's a magical moment. That was mm. like three days of, and through Cat's Been Spade, I'd met Jim Geddes at the East and South Gallery, who's very close with Mona um, Tufari. And he, I said, Jim, <laughs> I've got this gig. Um, can you tell me what to do? Like, what's the protocol here? I know he's very elderly, and I also know he's really deaf. And he said, Do this, do this, do this. Um, I'll write him a letter. Don't ring because he won't answer. Don't you know? Don't just turn up. I said, As if I would. Yeah. Um, and yeah, take your guitar. Okay. <laughs> and so I made sure I had a hotel for a couple of days. He said, you know, you need to sleep. First day I went around, and again I have to think when the cat's been spayed because I walked in and went, where do I know you from? <laughs> Lots of air. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I had a bottle of red wine. We sat down. We talked for six hours. Yeah. And he was tired, and then I went to my motel. And he said, come back tomorrow. I went, okay, come back tomorrow. He said, do I have to sign something? Yep. I said, can you make it that no media account? And I said, oh, cool. we'll come back with a film crew. We'll get photos, we'll get a video, and I won't ask you for any media. They all turned up anyway, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And I, you know, but that was that. Yeah. He listened to the Baxter album at a volume that made my ears bleed. <laughs> It was, he well, like, I mean, Dave Dunn, who is this a very strong voice? <laughs> <laughs> he liked it, and he liked the, he liked, um, the Marty Jesus, and he, he went through word by word and told me all about what yeah. had happened. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. And so that sort of put, lit a fire in my belly for that one. And yeah. I don't care. I, after that, I actually didn't care if I did anything else, because it was like, well, that was cool. 
And the next time I saw him, he had a car accident and his memory was all... Yeah. He drove me in his black Jeep, Suzuki Jeep, to bloody Belclutha. Yeah. No nookie in my Suzuki. <laughs> quite, I'm quite... Oh, it's just... Perilous, mate. Yeah. It was perilous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was a that was a great album. That was a good show. Like, there were some amazing things on there. Yeah, some amazing things Don McGlashan doing rain. Yep. Yeah, um, there were scraps over there. He, I was going to say, I knew yes. there would be with that one. That's the obvious yeah, one, yeah, right? Yeah, I, mean, I remember having a very upfront conversation with him and Moana Baker. She went, I really want to do it. And I said, you're not famous enough. <laughs> and she went, okay. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and also, Don's got it. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was like, you know, you just, you know. Well, he, I mean. He ripped it up. <laughs> He's a great singer and he can do lots of different things with lots of different songs, but that euphonium really makes its mark on that. I remember, I, I actually remember that show that at the Town Hall for that arts festival. It was uh, absolutely chilling hearing that. Like it was just, you know, it was one of the, the one of those kind of reactions to music where, and you looked around and, and you know, most of the house was feeling it, their, their own version of it. It was amazing. Good. That, and there were lots of other great moments that show, but sure. you know what I mean? Like that, that euphonium really just, and that, and that piece, you know, that particular piece, obviously, yeah. that is his most famous piece. And oh, well, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a terrific poem. It's yeah. A, um, it's a poem that we, that my partner and I had at our Sawin. Um, yeah. And you know, it's a wonderful. Yeah, of course poem. it is. And. Um, we had a, a good, uh, a good friend with Paul read it. I was like, okay, that's how it is. Where we can get some amazing classical people 
not think twice about working with contemporary mm-hmm. musicians and mm-hmm. it's not a big deal it's just a thing mm. and that that's you know I, I, I've that's that's my experience of growing up and, and being part of music why can't you groove why can't you sight read you know yeah yeah <laughs> Um, why you're you're singing some sacred music, but you know, get down and shake your booty. Why do these things need to be separate? You know? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm really thrilled that that they're both going to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's happening soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, it's December the ninth, and right. it's the, it's a tenth anniversary. And yeah. um, and again, John. Rang me up and said, "Oh, what do you think?" And I, um, I, I thought about it. I just hang on a minute. You know, am I having a physical reaction? Because I, um, because I, yeah. And I mean, this is about Mahina's passing, but I, um, five years ago, I thought, yeah, nah, um, and now, once Graham died, um, I was like. Hang on, let me think about this. Um, everyone's written the songs. The songs are the songs. Yeah. You know, Mozart's quite dead. You yeah, know, yeah, he's yeah. still doing his music, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, I get, it's not that the personal attachments are, aren't lost, it's just. Um, well, it becomes a tribute to them as well, right? It does. As, as well as. It so does. Yeah. It so does. Oh and that, and that would have been know. a thing that would have. It was gone for you. Well, actually, now this is a tribute to Graham Brazier. That's now right. this is a tribute yep. to Mahidra. This right. is a tribute yeah, to yeah, yeah. Hone. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so those, I mean, I guess, <laughs> I, I mean, unfortunately, it seems that musicians musicians don't make old bones. But um, you know, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not you know, um, I've seen a lot of people pass away um, earlier than expected. Um, so. I'm lucky enough to have the experience of, and we float through again. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, it's it will be so emotional when people meet up again. You know, mm. it will be like because mm. we were all there when Hone was there in Auckland, yes. and that was it. He was he was dead um, th- less than three months later. Yeah, yeah, and it was. Uh, and no one knew he was coming, and it was great to see people I've never seen nervous, nervous. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was it was electrifying. Um, yeah. But um, and you know, his family again has also been very supportive. Yeah, yeah. So Rob Tufari will yeah, be his back. son yeah. is yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be he's, there backstage. He's flying <laughs> the flag, very much so. Yeah, the... yeah. And I've stuck pretty, you know, I've stuck pretty closely with Hannah Warangi Tonga yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, and through Rob's connected with Graham's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm. I said to you we were going to talk about Mahinarangi. Yeah. Uh, would you like to? Yeah, sure, sure. I so, can now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've sort of prefaced. Well, yeah, yeah and we've yeah. sort of prefaced it in the co- yeah. context of this too. But mm. she, because um, one of the first people I talked to for the podcast was Hannah Baker, and I said to her, I don't know how we got onto the topic, but I wanted to talk to her about Mahinarangi. Um, yeah. She must have yeah. referenced to whatever and I said. Oh, you know, so, I. Yeah. I yeah. fondly remember the shows that you two did together, that, mm. that you and Mahina mm. did, and the arts festival show she did when she did the Mungrel and Me, the, oh, dub, yeah. the double album yeah, yeah, yeah. of everything, and a couple of other times that I got to see her play, yeah. as well as other albums, mm. get that mm. J-Rem yep. connection. Hey, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she was quite 
quite incredible. Mm. Oh, she she had moments of um, sort of erratic brilliance, I would say. Um, she was a, a great stage sharer and um, and mirthful and you know that that counts for heaps on the road <laughs> and in in life. Um, and we talked about lots of stuff. Um, she was my go-to for a lot of the cultural matters that have happened along yep, the way. Yep. And, you know, I, I have learnt some Māori, I've studied it, um, you know, just to get myself through, really. Um, and and the more I've learnt, the more I go, mm, I know nothing. <laughs> you know, it's, um, you know, nothing. <laughs> um, so uh, we, we would talk, because her mum was full blood. And, yeah. Um, and her daughter is fluent, and Mahina is not, and, yeah. and so that's, I mean, that was just the way the, yeah, yeah. the country's gone. Um, and she could, she was the first person I really understood what uh, kōrero meant, and I, because she would respectfully talk through a scrap, and we could scrap, um, so it was, I'm, I realised I really missed that when she died, and um yeah, I missed the uh, I missed the advice, and I missed her um, her nous. Like she was, um, she had really good social sense in terms of who's feeling what, and I, I think that became keenly attuned the more aware of her mental health issues she was. Um, but also, uh, she was. Um, she was very, um, she was not intimidated by power, neither was she, um, uh, neither was she, yeah, she wasn't intimidated by it, but she was also, there was a, def she knew when to be deferential, which was really interesting, because um, she could be very generous um, in terms of her, like, she was right at the folk club scene, which was very mm. welcoming about music, mm. you know, like, it's quite full on if you, you know, I sort of go in and out of it, um, it's not where I come from culturally at all, but when you go in it, you go, warm bath. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was right into that, she really liked the communal sort of approach, um, but she was also her own person, so she's a magpie from this and a magpie from that, and, um, yeah. and I sort of am too, just in a really different way, so, yeah. so we, we would talk lots about that she had one of the best New Zealand music collections I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, um, I was sound checking, she would come and do like headbands. <laughs> like this, you know, there's a little, little tiny little brown beard head banging away in front of me. <laughs> Cracked me up. And um, yeah, but she, she didn't, she didn't do any training or practice or anything. It was all, it was all very intuitive, you know. Yeah. And she would rely on her a very innate musicality, um, so it made it quite hard to follow musically. I was like, I can't fucking follow what you're doing, mate. Yeah, like, yeah. We need to pick it out. Yeah. Where's the cool chart? You know, or if there's no cool chart, can we just go once, twice? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, so that was um, you just had to get used to working like that. Um, I'm okay with it. <laughs> and Emma Parkey's a bit like that, and that's uh, very, but different, I think, very oh, you, different, different, different way. Just yeah, yeah. But I mean, like in terms of chord structures, and I just mean in terms of like uh, musically 
Uh, you know, it might not make sense to someone else, but it makes sense yeah. to her. Um, Mahini, you could see where the trains were going. Right. You know, Emma, you wouldn't be like a fuse had blown and you go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, there were great things yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. And there's massive authenticity. <laughs> yeah. 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 She's, she's loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I had to track her down to get something signed from, you know, I jungle drummed it through the worst of the worst to find her on occasion. She knows it, and um, we're cool with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah, but I'm so glad that she's come up the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, Mahina had this voice that I, I had the difficulty of having to try to describe a few times yeah. in print, but it, it blew me away, would be the easiest way to say it. I just remember being absolutely spellbound by hearing her live. Yeah, she was, um, it's, it has a breadth to it, yeah. um, which is about the tone. She is, uh, she was, she had a bag of like, really good um, go-to improvs and she could combine, I mean she talked about it and sometimes she'd do it with great seriousness and I go, oh my God, the gay Maori Catholic love for a while, you know, yeah, yeah. enough already, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're just good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that you would hear um, karanga, you would hear mm. um, incantation. You, yeah. Yeah. So, but it was all, you know, she went to a Catholic school. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so, I mean, you know, so there, there are deep sort of different influences there. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting hearing a lot of Māori vocalists, Māori female vocalists. I haven't heard another one. I've heard a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But not one like that. Because um, there's a jazz influence too. And she really, she really hated Joni Mitchell. She hated being. And she, I was going to say, she must, she must have hated the compare. <laughs> The comparisons, I'm sure, I threw one or two her way. <laughs> yeah. Because you couldn't not like as a yeah. person. You did, you know what I mean? Though, as a person who, you mean, you knew her, right? Yeah. But as a person, say me, watching it, like, and then having to try and like summarize that very quickly for someone, there is something there that and that jazziness, I think. Yeah, and, and that lends itself to that description as being I mean Jodie Mitchell was a gold standard right so if you but compare she's someone soprano. she's a soprano sure like, but so much a much higher much more sure. pure pure time so if you want to sort of analyse it I mean Hannah Moana's more there oh sure but in terms of the but I'm just saying like the, the what what's coming out in terms of impact. and also she's a gold standard so if you're making that comparison it's like even if the artist feels uncomfortable about it yeah. the idea is that it's kind of beyond kind it's like a, it's a <laughs> yeah. huge compliment you know like she's a sign of quality mm. you know like so but I, I i i worked that out about her and and um yeah wondered if she, oh, no, she got really cross got, got yeah, cross with went, that i can stand up yeah, yeah. Like, i do it really like johnny <laughs> <laughs> i do too but oh i go all the time you know yeah <laughs> yeah I was, I was quite surprised surprised by that because yeah, that was I, I heard it too. But I, but um, when she's in a, I get what, where she was. Oh, it's my yeah. own. That's like, yeah, yeah. That's clearly your own. It's clearly your own. But this, she was quite little too. So yeah. she would, you know, um, if she had this guitar on, this thing would have fused from her musicality of you. The first yeah. time I saw her, she sang Roxanne, a cover of Roxanne right. at this um, gay club in Auckland, and she just came out and sang, so you know, boof, and I'm like, oh, yeah. 
who's that? You know, yeah. that was, yeah, and it was her interpretation massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was. Um, yeah, so it took a long time for me to feel, you know, I had people ringing me up. I was just like, and oh, someone said, like, why, yeah. why don't you make your third album, um, Toka? Like, that was from a cabinet minister. And yeah. I was like, I was saying, I'm just going to go to the tonguey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, God, you know. Yeah, I think one of the saddest sounds I've ever have heard is her, her daughter, um, Keenan, I think is the only word you could describe it, and seeing her... Seeing her in the open casket, of course, but you know, um, the, the the hue of the skin is almost purple. Um, yeah, it was like in in Hannah White only, you know, I mean she's a soul only child. And yeah. It's like oh mate, you know. Anyway, she's yeah. Uh, um, I am the same age now that Mahina died, when Mahina died. Right. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, so it, yeah. cu- it comes back in that sense. Yeah, 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 yeah of course yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that is an interesting question that, that you sort of have brought up then, is that, is that there's Baxter, and there's Tufari, and mm. there's, what else, Ihimara? Uh, yeah, Ihimara, um, and of course that was all signed up, um, and then um, that was a massive challenge because... Um, with the record company had signed, Toy Mai had signed, that Auckland Arts Festival had signed, and then the article on plagiarism came out. Right. So that killed that. Well, it did and it didn't. Yeah. It did and it didn't. It was quite something standing next to someone going through that wind. It was quite something. Um, and yeah, I yeah, it was. But in terms of um, making the stuff. Um, in terms of the show and we and Māori TV, the documentary was made and that was really interesting and yeah, the work was good. But wow, I mean, it it was also right in the middle of the earthquakes and yeah. that was that provided a production experience the like of which I hadn't come across before. Um, we didn't know where five word players were and I wasn't going to ring them up going, oh, yeah. by the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and he pop 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 would come up, yeah. And they were on the state of shock, so when they turned up, everyone went, Whoa! Yeah. And it was that, that kind of one of the shows, the um, one of the shows the money went to for rescue or yeah. rebuild or whatever yeah. it was. Um, so it was pretty, that was pretty full on. But um, yeah, um, watch somebody's reputation be yeah, yeah. blown away, you know. Um, a curious, curious thing. Mm. And how did he handle himself through that from uh, your eyes? Um, I think he took a lot of king hits. Um, he's pretty robust, and he and um, he, I couldn't walk anywhere with him uh, without. I was amazed at the sort of the classless, classless. Um, uh, yeah, anyone would walk up to him and just start talking about it. People that you thought, gosh, you're yeah. reading that. Well, you know, bugger me. You know, yeah. it wasn't just literati. It wasn't fans. It was some road worker would come up and talk about Whale Rider or, you know, the, the cleaner at the hotel or, and can you sign my book? Um, yeah. It was, it, it was, it's kind of like, it's, there's fame and celebrity and then there's, we've all got your books. You 
Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, obviously he's done a lot of great things, but I guess yeah. the impact of Whale Rider when it became a film was massive, right? Like, yeah. Because there were so many things about that. You could praise that for Keisha's performance, for, you know, lots of the individual film performances, and then it still ties back to him, because it's his source material. Oh, the universal story of, you know, a whole lot of universal stories in there. Yeah. But, um, you know, she was every 12-year-old girl, and, um, you know, I, I became, you know, you won't leave me in the cricket team. You know, it was, it was just this the whole yeah. why can't I? Yeah, um, and anyone that's been told you can't because, and and it doesn't make sense to you. Yeah, it's not a meritocracy. Yeah. Then, then that's, yeah. Uh, and and seeing people's reaction to that, I've been in the movie movie theater seeing it, and people mm. sobbing. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but but to see the public being around yeah. during that time and seeing the public, um. Just not you the person, but you the work, and I, I, that was pretty far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had, I asked him, I asked him outright what went on, um, because I had to for my. Own, of know, course. Yeah. Because like, your ah. reputation is suddenly tied directly to his, apart from anything else, apart yeah. from your own curiosity, because mm-hmm. you've. Not to know him through that and all of that, but you yeah, actually, I didn't know him actually, very well until no. that. <laughs> I got to know him pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he he um, works harder than probably well, probably most people. He yeah. was he was constantly writing. Yeah. I think there's a and what I think happened was definitely a blurring and a, a remark and a lack of attention to detail that was unusual. Yeah. Right. And not what I saw. Yeah. And I saw a lot. Yeah. So, and it, it was too late by then. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he, he's tried to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't take away from what he's done, but, you know. Yeah. You know, ouch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I have a hard time unfinishing things, so um, if he was a different person, I wouldn't have felt comfortable standing alongside that. Yeah. But what he work with me and and like no one pulled out yeah so I thought well yeah 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 if the if any of those authors had gone you fucking a-hole what'd you do yeah. you know like you know yeah, what I mean yeah or, yeah, yeah. Uh, I he was still writing the stuff you know <laughs> um so yeah I sort of just went through a checklist for me <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, faced him off about it, and yeah, I know how it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my question was, uh, I mean, Sorry. I'm glad. No, no, no. I'm really yeah. glad you told told that because I wanted yeah. to get to 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 something of of the um, Ahamara show and CD mm. and stuff. But my question was, um, when does the um, New Zealand female writer ah, get? Right. Uh, not that it's billed as a female, no, but because you no. mentioned someone um, saying as your next album, that'd be Toka. Yeah. <laughs> have yeah. you had thoughts around who... Yes, I have, actually. Who um, are you going to do and well, whether um, that's going to happen? Yes, I have. And um, I have found... Well, have found... Um, it wasn't me that found it. Um, uh, 
there is a, a slim volume that is in the Wellington Public Library, edited by Vincent O'Sullivan, of Catherine Mansfield's poetry. Yeah. And I've actually set one to music. Um, and then, um, so it took me three guys to get any fun in Quebec so Yeah. I had one go at it, and that's been unsuccessful. Um, since then, a whole bunch more poetry has been found from some sort of place to yeah, check out. You yeah, know, I mean, just yeah. in that random way that yeah. stuff is. And, um, yeah, so that that's something that I've been kind of working on. I don't quite know if it'll be in the same, you know... Quite course. in the same shape, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, um, um, and then since then this whole sort of two-fairy thing's happened. And yeah. So um, so I'm rethinking that, but, but there is... That would you know, seem, seem the first obvious candidate, obviously. Well, I, I, yeah, but um, I didn't realise she'd written quite so much poetry. Yeah. So, uh, and some of it's not very good, but some of it, the way Vincent described it was, and her, her language is, is poetic. She was very musical. Yeah. So it's, which is interesting. But Anyone that I've dealt with has been musical. <laughs> also, yeah. sometimes, um, <laughs> sometimes bad poetry makes pretty good song lyrics too, right? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, yeah. Well, can, well, can you not possibly comment? I can possibly comment. Oh my god! I, yeah. Um, more, more that um, there's enough there. There's yeah. enough there, and yeah. um, and also, you know, if you, you know, my my guess my my rules were you don't have to use the whole poem. Just, yeah. Just don't. Yeah, get the essence. Don't of it, adapt like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> Otherwise, it's an adaptation. I'm, I'm not extract really. something and create right. an essence. That's right. You know, yeah, project yeah. an essence yeah. from yeah. from what you've taken. Yeah. yeah, you can repeat it, but don't adapt it. Yeah, yeah. Play a long solo, whatever. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't fuck with yeah. the words. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. yeah. So, yeah. so, um, I mean, I could do it. I could find one that I could do really easily, and yeah, and it worked. So. Yeah, yeah. If I can do it, you know, if I can do it, anyone can do it. No, but it strikes me talking about this stuff that, you know, I was just going to say, when we were talking about the Baxter album, Mm. fuck, there's this exhibition going on and it's about to start in Auckland. Yes, yes, yeah. New Zealand Music Celebrating Itself. Yeah, 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 which is cool, but, or Mm. whatever, but, Mm. like, I hope that Baxter CD is on prominent display in there. I don't know. know? Probably not. Probably probably (laughs) not, but, but it should be. You know, right. like that. And when we were talking about it, I just had this vision of like um, the cover of Splitting's Mental Notes that hangs into mm-hmm. Papa. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, the Baxter CD is a pretty important thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's getting up there with things like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I have. I know there's loads of important Kiwi albums yeah. and, 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 you know, artifacts relating to music, but that's a, a, that's a real <laughs> something. Well, that's really kind of you to say so. I mean, I'm just amazed. I was amazed. I mean, you know, I mean, but it's still, you know, that we would have sold five thousand, you know. Oh sure, but but not like sixty, you know, like yeah, yeah. You know, think how many someone like Beck wrong, like that sure. national consciousness sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were no hit singles. No. You know, I mean. But um, you're not trying to have hit singles or something like that. You know, mm. you're not going to say no if it happened or no, whatever. But that's not. not what you're trying to do. Yeah, no, no, no. no you know, no, not at all. But but until, it's I not guess, what it's about. No, but um, I, I'm just I'm still amazed when anyone turns up. You know, yeah, yeah. and anyone actually appreciates anything. I've, <laughs> I've got. I can pro- tell that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, I'm pretty. because. Um, you know, you can you can break yourself over it all. You yeah. know. Um, so we should yeah. point out too, though, that you've 
not retired from making your own music and no, gone no, down no. this path. This is something that's no. happened and is happening. But yeah. you you released an album last in what 2013? Correct. Um, that and you my sixth solo. Album. Yeah, and yeah. you're working on number seven. Number seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you've done and you're still doing shows and stuff. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's you know you keep your chops up and you try you yeah. know, science experiment it out and yeah. um, and sometimes I play solo because that's. That's the ultimate open mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um and I enjoy playing with people and it is um it is playing with, you know, it's, Yeah, yeah. Um and but I look, I honestly harbour no resentment to to whether anything's uh, you know, I've been around massive washes. Yeah. And and oh I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Um and often, you know, my my very loving partner he's why didn't that happen more? And I said, look, that's just, you're more, you're taking more on here. It's yeah, yeah. like, nobody can take away from the fact that, um, no, there's a bunch of stuff I've done that nobody's seen anything about, you know, yeah. and um, the the pleasure and, and job satisfaction I get from finishing the song and, or, shit, I learned how to do that, or, man, I met that person and we figured that out, or, um, ah, that's how you do it. Yes. Yeah. Or, you know, seeing someone get nervous that I've had huge respect for and I'm about to go on stage with and they're bogging themselves. You know? Yeah, yeah. Right, it happens to you too. Uh, or someone just has a conversation, they don't know me very well, they think they know me, but I totally get what they mean. Because <laughs> mm. we don't have to go through a whole lot of stuff to get to that level. Yeah. That, oh, that, that part of my life is bedrock for me. The rest, <laughs> yeah. the rest is um, on occasionally financially very rewarding, on occasionally um, uh, I'm much better about riding the waves, on occasionally um, it's uh, intrusive, um, yeah. on occasion it's been disappointing but uh, I, I've got a big, I've got a big bedrock, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. um, that I, I don't get outraged, I suppose, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, you know, I got. I, I am actually going to. I met this kid who's um, coming to see me about some singing stuff. I'm not a singing teacher, don't worry, but it's just about the, the parent doesn't know quite what to do. And I think, oh, well, I'll say, talk about it. Yeah. And I see young people when they get the. They say, oh, well, I like to do this Justin Timberlake song. And I'm like, right. And I said, is it this guy up on YouTube? Is it this one? Yep. And I'm like, oh, yep. Okay. Way to go. And I can smash out the chords. And he went, oh. Yeah. Uh, it's wicked, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. just, he's 13, I'm 53. We could be the same age. Yeah, and in that moment. Just totally yeah. cool. Yeah. And I'll have um, another kid today. And she's, she's learning how to... She's learning how to not sing all the bits in the song. Just... You're the lead singer, okay? I'm gonna do the backing vocals, right? So you throw to me. Here's how we go. Here's how we go. And you, know, you can see this kid who's like, you know, she's oversized. She's not very confident. Man, she came to life, and it was like, it was the best fun, you know. It's um, yeah, I, it, it's it's very. There's a lot that keeps me very happy mm. about the things that I do, mm. and very open-minded, very active. <laughs> well, you've also managed to um, keep working in an area where 
really the most some people might have other fucking ideas but really the most important <laughs> thing is to keep working yeah. and you've managed to keep working without I would think without repeating yourself mm. hugely yeah 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 you know yeah I um you've got recurring themes you've got things you can call back to you've yep. got as as any you know performer or mm. songwriter or whatever mm. does you've got projects that are that can get revisited but mm. it's not you know, because of like running out of ideas, and it's not—it's oh, no, no, no. not straight repeating. It's fondly recalling things or revisiting things and changing them. Well, why don't we try this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why don't we give that a go? Um, yeah. And I—I uh, I suppose a lot along the way, I've, I've you know we've come up against the the sort of the, the winters and the minors. Why don't I get the grant? Why don't I do this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the government should do this. The government should do that. Well, yes, they should. And sometimes they do. And, yeah. But if I waited for that, I'd have done bloody nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and that somewhere along the way, like, you just got to do something. I mean, it does. It, it's better if you're around people that are into it and have a, a bias for action. Um, and... And you still got to like it. Like, I mean, I've been in situations where I've had to choose it, really actively choose it. Yeah. And, and I know where I stand on it. Like, yeah. And it's joyful and triumphant. I would much rather prefer to be, you know. Um, and it, that doesn't necessarily mean success, possibly, in anyone else's eyes, I, mm-hmm. I have to say. But, mm. but um, yeah, it's it, it's a very... It, can, it starts at a very personal very personal level of um, if I finish a song that I'm, I'm satisfied with, that's a good day's work. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm not only have I enjoyed talking to you, but I, I, I enjoyed revisiting some of your <laughs> your songs and you just telling me about the, you know, Baxter and, and Too Fari albums in particular, which I haven't, I still hold on to, I haven't heard for a while, but I can mm. recall so much of those, just you talking about them, but I can oh, hear wow. so many of those songs in my head, and those those two albums were, were, were amazing <laughs> to me, and still are, so I, I want to thank you for those, oh. for, your, for your part in creating, facilitating those. Oh, thank you, Simon, that's like, you know, just, uh, I'm, I, I'm seriously looking forward to, we've got 29 people that will be on stage, you know. Yeah. And they are coming from every which way. They're coming from, like, at the moment, one's in Antarctica, one's in Spain. Yeah, wow. One's in Mexico, one's yeah. in the UK, um, three are in China. <laughs> wow. You know, um, and, yeah, and it, it feels like the EFs are booked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely happening, and that's, that's exciting. And, yeah, I'm... Um, I've found, you know, like I've, one of my weird gigs a long time ago was somebody, I was the driver for um, Public Enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Public Enemy came to that. I dropped them off at the airport, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally cool. Chuck D was very polite and nice. And yeah. Flavor Flav was a dick. <laughs> yeah. I think most people that know anything about them might have, might have that impression. You've just, yeah, well, yeah you've clarified totally it. Totally genuine. Yeah. But, um, um, and I was thinking, oh, right, I'll go to the airport and get everyone. No, I don't go to the airport and get everyone anymore. I've got to find a 25-year-old with a clean, full license <laughs> that can do the driving. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and I think I found her and I think I'm meeting her tomorrow. You know, yeah. and it's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's, uh, that's the next layer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next layer of trouble, you know. Um, someone thinks that's a cool job to do and that's, 
That's good. <laughs> um, well, good luck with the reunion show. Yes, yeah. going to be amazing. And and yeah. then what? Then you take, give yourself a break for the holidays for a little bit. Then you have to start writing your own songs again. I suppose oh, they're, they're itching away at you. They're itching away. I'm on song seven. <laughs> so I was stalled at song seven okay. for a wee while. But um, so it might just be an EP. <laughs> oh no. no, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. I've got to finish it, Simon. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're touring in, um, at, at, at start 28th of July next year. Yeah. Um, um, John and I are touring with Hanabawana Baker. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it's like small scale, you know. With the album already mm-hmm. out? Oh, um, my album out. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, your one. Yeah, hopefully yeah. she smashed yeah. the book out. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Being in that bloody residency. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So she'll she'll do performance poetry and yeah. and we morph into music and yeah. You know, it's well, she's great. I mean, she's great at all that stuff. Like is. I had such she a good conversation is. with her yeah. when um, yeah. when she came and talked here. As I said, it was one of the one of the early well, earliest yeah, ones yeah. I did, and I don't know that I had ever met her. I don't know not that. through radio. Oh, no. not through radio. No. 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 I've always just been a sort of. Uh, bit part kind of person in these things I don't you know and it, it hasn't really done me uh, a good service to, to meet and get close to too many people in the industry you know like I'm, <laughs> I've, I haven't tried to be an outsider or a loner but, I, but I've sort of felt uh, that in the end that's probably been for the best like yeah somehow see somehow Nick Bolland has managed to keep sort of he's he, I mean then he moved I guess mm. he's moved back mm. I don't know, but um Oh look, it's just um. I I get bugged enough, you know, like at at things, and I don't actually sort of go out of my way to hang out with lots of musicians and that sort of thing. But actually, the one you know, most of the ones that I meet or get talking to or whatever, uh, and uh, you know, I, I I enjoy talking to them, you know, yeah. and and it's great. And so, part of that I think is why I wanted to sort of start doing this is to actually just. Get, have, a have, a yeah, have a conversation get people to come around to my yeah. house you know like if they yeah. want to or, yeah. or I'll go yeah. and meet them somewhere whatever but actually just have a conversation yeah. and find that um, you know we know a lot of similar people we've mm. had some similar experiences or what, you know whatever or yeah. even if we haven't had similar experiences we can talk about that and but it stops being um, it stops being an adverse the yeah and also and, it's not, and, yeah. And, and from my end as someone who's been you know, a critic or as a critical whatever. Um, yeah, you are a critic. I am. I don't really. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know that I like that term, but um, I don't know why. But um, uh, yeah, it, it makes it a less adversarial. Well, people take it. Thing. People take the stuff to heart. I mean, yeah. you know, and pretty, I understand that. That's yeah. that's what I mean. Part of me has. I've always stepped, been happy to step back or been in a removed position because of that. Like I'm actually respectful of the fact that. Like, if someone puts out an album that I don't like, and I say... I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it, and I say it blunter than that, which yeah. I have done, <laughs> often do, whatever. The um, Eagles will never recover. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of respectful of the fact that that person deserves the right to have a whinge about me. Mm. How they might go about doing it and is, is really up to them. If they're mm. really going to get in my face and pester me, or if they're going to, you know, it's all changed now, people just do stuff online. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> I, what I mean is, I'm not, I'm not sort of trying to walk Be around friends. and get in people's faces, or yeah, or duplicitously befriend people. Like I, I, I want them to mm. have their response if they want to have it. 
they should in most cases not care at all but I get that they might no they do and um, they, they do care people do care um, and it, some you know on some days you care more than others yeah and yeah. Um, you know sometimes you know critics have been wrong you know oh, guys you know <laughs> come no, on loads of times you know and it's um, you know, we can think of you know, I mean, the Beatles are the massive case in point. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. In terms of the turn downs, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not saying that, you know, there's a comparison, but um, I think, you know, certainly in the early days, the rush to support New Zealand music was like anything from New Zealand. Suddenly became fantastic. Yeah. And then there's the there's the opposite, you know, there's the tall poppy thing. Uh, Lord was amazing. Oh, she's a sellout. You know, it's yeah, just yeah. like, oh, come on, you know. Um yeah, what a rush! What a rush can happen, you know. Yeah. Um, and we need we need one of hers at least ten years to keep the whole thing afloat down here. Um, so I was very grateful to her, and I'm also grateful to Hayley Westmore. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, fun, but, funded things I've done. But we're not. <laughs> but we're not very good at like. I was having this conversation with someone earlier today. We're not very good at like, the longer Lord takes to make an album, and she can take as long as she likes. It's her business. Mm. But the longer she takes. The less people are going to care, and when it doesn't do as well, which God, it'd be very hard for it to do as well as mm. that one did. Mm. Suddenly, she's kind of not given a fair chance by the people that actually pumped her up heaps. They just yeah. ditch her like a hotspot. You know, we're very good at that. I think it's a very yeah. New Zealand thing too yeah. to build people up and up and up, and then go, "Oh, well, you didn't do it again." Yeah. They don't quite realise the context of how, you know. You didn't um, climb Everest twice. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. You only it. climbed it once. You fell over the second time. Yeah. Or you could you know, you couldn't you couldn't find something as unconquerable as that again. So yeah. you did so you, you know, your work that I wasn't ever gonna pay for, I was just gonna rip for free is of no value to me at all. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Mm. It's weird that we have that. Yeah, I yeah, I mean I guess And then it's hard for me to say that because I was pretty critical of your album but right, okay. like in the first yeah. place. But I, I don't begrudge the success that she's had. Good yeah. on her. It just yeah. wasn't music for me. Yeah. You know, and I'm in a position where I have to talk about the the music, not the cultural impact of it. Mm. Like that's only a small part of mm. it for me. Like it mm. wasn't music to my ears that meant anything and then and, and why should it be? You know, you know. Yes, you're not the target market. No, no, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, apparently, yeah. You, apparently, you don't have to be the target market if you right. like it. You know, you could oh, yeah, you could be yeah, a 50 yeah. year old white man <laughs> and say it was great, and yeah. then no one pointed out you weren't the target market. Yeah, yeah. But if you're a 40 year old white man like me that said that shit, it's not for me, and here's why, yeah. suddenly you're not the target market. That's quite a weird thing we do too. Yeah, it's weird though because it's like you can. Um, when it's when things are hugely popular like and quite dominant and and I think of um, I I did an, a, a, a thing for the Sunday Star Times one of those Q and A's and like and it had celebrity you're most tired of and I said the All Blacks yeah and they edited it out yeah of course I said, they did because I said it's a it's a game not Gallipoli yeah yeah and yeah. there's the equivalency with you know these are men fighting in their trenches fuck mm. off the highly paid sports entertainers yeah. <laughs> and nowhere else in the world does it matter no <laughs> whereas um, someone like Lord, her success everywhere in the world. Oh, means, totally. You know, and yeah. it's like that. But they, you know, that that sort of different. I suppose that cultural impact thing is. Um, I wasn't allowed to even get to say that. It's and so I was silly. Like, For fuck's sake. Yeah, you know? it's so silly. Mm. But then, I guess that's all Blacks fans, people who watch the game, as 
Mm. A big part of people who buy the Sunday Star Times, right? They want the result the I next guess, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. So they, okay, okay, okay. It's probably yeah, yeah. probably their yeah, issue yeah. with that. I don't know, but it was it was the only in the, thing in the dying in the dying um, <laughs> years of newspaper purchases. You oh. know, like they probably don't want to. Look, you can't line the kitty litter tray with a Kindle. <laughs> 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 We're still gonna have their paper. <laughs> what are we gonna wrap up the broken glasses with? <laughs> It seems a perfect place to eat it. Do you want another beer? I love another beer. Okay.